0: Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And today we're going to talk about soul music with Kimberly Majeski. How are you, Kimberly? I'm
1: good, Jim. How are you?
0: Okay, soul music. When I say the words, what comes to your mind?
1: Oh, jazz and Printer's Alley and Beale Street in Memphis. That's what comes to my mind.
0: Oh, that's soul music. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like some soul food going on there, too. Yes. And let me tell you, when it came to Stevie Wonder, I thought (laughs) he was all about soul. And he has a song, You Are the Sunshine of My Life. You know that one? Are you?
1: I do know that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Old enough to remember that song? Yeah. I can tell you when I hear that song, I am immediately translated back in time because music has a way of not just engaging the intellect, but emotions also knit together in an unforgettable way. So when we talk about soul music, we're not just talking about a particular style or genre. We're really talking about music that moves the soul. Now, Kimberly, you're a Hebrew scholar. And uh, that means you understand the Hebrew language and ancient Hebrew literature. Would you say it's fair that in ancient Hebrew literature there's a whole book of soul music?
1: <laughs> yes, I would. I would say What would, they you, really call, like... what would you call that? Uh, let's see. Uh, nefesh. Uh, I, I'm not sure what, what, how we would make that work in the Hebrew, but here's what I'll tell you what is really true about the Psalter? Is that for the Hebrews? This is honest, emotional, charged language. So just like our soul music, you can feel it, right? This is very physical and very um, evocative language that they use here, and it's honest, right? It talks about uh, it talks about the experiences, difficulties, struggles, uh, and it all gets into the music.
0: And When you say the Psalter, you're talking about that book we call the Psalms. That's right. Right in the heart of the Old Testament. Uh, The book of the Bible, that has more chapters than any other Bible book. The one that has the longest chapter in the whole of the Bible. Mm -hmm. It is a book of emotions of every imaginable variety. Mm -hmm. It is honest. Some of them are pretty sad songs. Some of them are really happy songs. Some of them are both. Right. All of them are soulful Mm -hmm. because they speak about the soul they speak about the deepest reach of our being today on viewpoint we're going to talk about one of the great soul music lyrics of all time we don't have the tune we're not sure how they sang it originally but this we know the words to the music whoa they will move your soul stay with us about the Psalms, the Psalter, this great collection of ancient Hebrew, translated for us into the English language, of soul tunes. I want to acknowledge a very wise man who has passed away, but who did some study in the Psalms and taught from them in a powerful way. His name was Clovis Chapel. And Clovis Chapel came from what great state, Kimberly?
1: Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee.
0: And uh, Kimberly is herself from Tennessee, a great country and Clovis Chapel was born there out in a small town. He found his way to Nashville, and he became a Methodist preacher and teacher and author. Over 35 books penned by his hand. He always spoke with grace, and he took the soul music of the Scripture and made it relevant Mm -hmm. and interpreted it in a way that all of us can still sing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Literally, there's not a melody here, but literally there is lyric for the soul, food for the soul. And we want to acknowledge Clovis Chapel today because many of our ideas as we walk through the lyrics today were inspired by chapel. And I would say we're not just acknowledging chapel, we're acknowledging the Holy Spirit speaking in his life that is still speaking to us here today. And as we say that, let's look at Psalm 56. Talk about a soul tune. This is one that starts out pretty somber. The guy who's writing this song has had some rough spots right (laughs) I mean if you just read the whole psalm you'll see that he's had his back up against a wall he has people who don't like him
1: under attack they're
0: twisting his words he feels misunderstood Mm -hmm. he's likely physically even in danger but the song isn't just about that drama it also is about the way in which he finds courage and how does he survive and go forward with life So, Kimberly, give us a few verses. Give us the core, the heartbeat of this soul music, Psalm 56.
1: I love this. I'm going to start in verse 8. You keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle, and you've recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. I praise God for what he has promised Yes, I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me?
0: As you're listening to Viewpoint today, you might think, wait a minute, I want to ask a question about that. Or. Now, wait a minute. I think about this a little differently. However you're responding, we want you to know we're always glad to hear from you. And we have a toll-free number that operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just give us a call. That number is 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. I'll give you the number again at the end of the broadcast, but for now, just know this, we're always glad to hear from you. Kimberly, we're talking about... Psalm 56. It's a very powerful lyric. Mm-hmm. And the individual who wrote this psalm obviously knew what it was to be troubled. Right. I mean, there are all kinds of voices that speak into our lives, aren't mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. I was just listening to my car radio and I was listening to a news channel. And I was really interested in the news, but boy, they kept interrupting with these commercials. And every commercial was somebody hawking a book or a conference, or (laughs) seminar that was going to make me rich, or help me avoid some calamity, or be prepared for the inevitable doom of the economy, or or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I was struck by how many voices are out there talking. Mm -hmm. But who do I listen to? Yes. I mean, everybody has an idea, but that doesn't mean they're worth listening to. That's right. And the reason I'm bringing that to mind right here is this person who wrote this psalm is someone worth listening to because I know he's already lived life in a way that he understands misery, he understands loss, Mm -hmm. uh, he has been through the ringer Mm -hmm. and has come out the other side. And, And honestly, when you find someone with a voice like that, it has so much credibility, different from someone who may not have tasted yet all the difficulties of life.
1: No, yeah. I think when we're in trouble, we look for those people who've walked through the fire and are still around and we want to cling to them. And the thing about the psalmist here is he's orienting himself. He's helping us as readers to orient ourselves to um, know which voices to listen to and which ones to turn aside from. He knows God is for him.
0: And there are many people who think they know, but they haven't experienced. Mm -hmm. But the person who has actually experienced, the one who's walked ahead of me, the one who has already proved his ideas true, the one who's already made her experience relevant because it has, has become alive already mm-hmm. in her journey. Those are the people that I want to listen to, and the one who wrote this lyric is there.
1: I'm so glad you said it, Jim. I tell my students all the time, this is why we read scripture, so we know we're not alone, right? <laughs> and it's the truth. I was just telling someone the other day, we don't need HBO when we have this. People went through things live through terrible tragedies and suffering and stories that are unbelievable right here in the text and speak to us across the ages about coming through the fire.
0: And speak credibly. Mm. Well, this individual, this psalmist, this lyricist, because, again, this was a song written. Right. The one who wrote the lyrics to this song has a fundamental idea mm-hmm. that changes everything. For right. all the troubles and for all the woes, this psalmist knows I have a truth and this truth changes everything right. it's simple, it's one sentence this I know God is for me mm-hmm. so again, someone who says I know something <laughs> I, I just received a letter today from someone who said, you know, we need to change some of our ideas about this or that because now we know things that we didn't used to know but as I was reading the letter I wasn't so sure that I knew what the author knew, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know His sense of knowledge was kind of pushed on me, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what he knows. In other words, I don't agree with his outcomes. Just because he's concluded it to be so doesn't mean that I have concluded it to be Mm -hmm. so. And there are diversity of views on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. This man speaks, though, with clarity, born out of his own experience. I know this. This I know. Mm -hmm. I may not know about how to change the tire in your car or to fix the engine under your hood. I may not know how to bake a cake. I may not know how to speak French. But this I know. God is for me.
1: I think that's a major hurdle for a lot of people, and I don't know if this is something that most folks get. I know a lot of the women um, that I serve uh, in the sex industry, this is this is the place where we start. Believe God loves you. Believe God is for you. Uh, and uh, if you can do that, then you can get to other places, but it's so foundational.
0: If you don't have that, it's hard to move forward. That's right. And When you talk about the women you work with, you're wearing a T-shirt today that says Love Heals. And that bears witness to this ministry called Stripped Love that you have established and helped lead, which which intersects with women in the sex industry. Mm -hmm. And you try and help them understand there's a different way. You can have a life different from this one you know. You don't simply have to be the object of someone else's pleasure or attention. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing you say that the starting point for helping someone understand that is this truth.
1: This truth. This
0: I know. Mm. There is a God who is for me. And actually, let's break that down a little farther. Yeah. That fundamentally is there is a God. Yeah. We're not here by random chance.
1: That's first big step.
0: We're not just amoeba that somehow appeared. There is a creator God who not only has spoken the world into being, has spoken us into being mm-hmm. and knows us individually. Mm. There is a God. If you don't believe that there is a God, it's going to be very difficult to change your world or the world around you. Because if it's just left to our own devices, well, we're helpless in the face of random chance. And even the most self-confident person is one who sooner or later finds a circumstance beyond their control. And if you don't think there's a God that can come alongside, what can you do with that? The psalmist is in a world beyond his control, has enemies, has people doing things that are causing him grief and injury, But this I know, there is a God. God is. And not only does he believe that God is, he believes something more, (laughs) that God is actually caring.
1: That God cares about me. Where in this darkness I am, um, in this pit, in this um, devastation, in this hospital room, in this illness, in this abandonment, in this brokenness, God cares about me. The scripture says that he has my tears kept up in a bottle. Yes. He knows right exactly where you are and what you're going through. And
0: he cares desperately. And that's powerful. You know, I'm a veteran of the original Star Wars way back in I don't know the 1970s. Uh-huh. But one of the things that's a single thread through the Star Wars films, how many are there now? is the idea of the force. And the force is a supernatural kind of sense of right and wrong. It it Mm -hmm. provides a moral order to the universe in the Star Wars fiction. Mm -hmm. The problem with this concept of the force, though, is it's wholly impersonal. Mm. It does not have a personal relationship or investment in all of the creatures and the people and the beings that are in the constellation Mm -hmm. of the universe. Mm. And that is fiction. Mm -hmm. Because the real God that I know is one who is personally caring and involved. And that is another very important truth. I have a God who made me, who made the universe, who is far beyond anything I comprehend, who still is preoccupied with me. And it's not just me. It's you too and everyone.
1: It's so powerful. And when you think about it in this context, we were talking in the break, Jim, that uh, for the Hebrews to have heard this with the exposure to all the different you know, gods of um, the ancient world um, and the difference between this god who cares about you and the gods of their sort of known world who toy with you, use you, um, play games with you for their own gain, this was a presentation of an entirely different kind of god And, of course, we see that most profoundly in the New Testament and the gift of Jesus. But, yeah, this this would have been a revelation to people of that time and in that place to hear about a God such as this.
0: And it's still a revelation today because many people who even believe in God are not persuaded that God cares about them. No. And there's another piece to this fundamental statement. God cares, and he's actually working for. He's interactive, Mm -hmm. not just passive in his caring. You know, I could care about somebody across the street, but not intervene to help them. I I could care about someone across the world, but if I don't do anything about it, then my caring is somewhat finite. Mm -hmm. But this God of the psalmist is actually working. He's actually active in caring and is demonstrating his love and his care Kimberly, in the midst of a world of trouble, uh, where I feel like I'm in a way helpless, but I find hope in this idea that if I know anything, I know that there is a God who is caring and who's actually working for me. How does that translate into my life? What does it do? What does it give me?
1: Well, it gives you courage to do what you believe you have to do because you know you don't do it alone.
0: I mean, things I wouldn't try, I have Mm -hmm. the courage to try because I've got someone to help me.
1: Right. And the supernatural, right? The power of the resurrected Christ in you, through you, for you. Boy, that changes the way you look at things.
0: In your ministry at Stripped Love, mm-hmm. you walk into a a strip club where there are young women who are on display for the entertainment of an audience that essentially wants to just use them. Even if their hands are off, they're, they're voyeurs. They're They're using these young women. And for the young women who may not have other options, they don't have other opportunities, they haven't seen any, uh, they may feel trapped, they may not be happy doing what they're doing, but they don't know what else to do, it just seems so hopeless, to think, I could actually walk out of here, or Mm -hmm. I could have a different life, or Mm -hmm. I might be able to contribute and make a livelihood without Mm -hmm. selling my body. Mm -hmm. That's a kind of courage that comes from believing... I'm not in this by myself. That's it's not right. just up to me alone. I've got a supernatural partner who is going to help me walk into a new life. That's right. Is that what happens? That that's what right. Doing?
1: And hold your hand all the way. And that's I mean, that's the difference of someone who lives uh, in victory in freedom of bondage is because you've decided to put your hand into the hand of this one who is for you and with you all the way so that you can do things that would otherwise be impossible.
0: The psalmist kind of captures this in a later lyric where he says, now I can walk before God in the light of the living. I, mm-hmm. I can actually walk in the light of day where it used to be I kind of walked on a cloudy day mm-hmm. or in the shadows, in the, shadows. in the darkness. Now I can kind of stand up. I can stand tall. I can mm-hmm. walk sure-footed. doesn't mean that life is going to be easy, but I know I can go farther, and I can get to a better place because I can see it. Hmm. And this is the light of the living, people who are free and who are in victory, as you've described. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the outcome of grasping and holding on to this truth. That's right. This I know. There is a God, and he is for me. (laughs) You are the sunshine of my life. I referred to that Stevie Wonder classic at the beginning of the program. But if you took that pop romantic tune and just reinterpreted a little bit, that you, God, are the sunshine of my life, when I realize that you love me, that you know me, that you care for me, and that you are working for me, (laughs) then sunshine breaks out, and there are places to go and things to do and life to live. No matter what I've lost, I can still gain. And that, my friends, is the power of this soul music, Psalm number 56. Wherever you are in life today, whatever your journey, No matter what song you've been singing, maybe some of the blues, know this. There is a song here for you. And if you're willing to take a step by faith and stand on this sure platform and step out of the quagmire where you are now, to get out of a road that may not be sure-footed and move to a place where you can be secure, hold on to this truth. This I know God is for you too. Take that step right now by joining us in prayer. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you know us, that you care for us, that you are. And I know that everyone who's listening to the sound of our voices today is wholly within your scope and within your heart, and you long for all of us to have life, life that is free and abundant. I pray, Lord, that we will stand firmly on this truth, even as the psalmist did so long ago. I pray, Lord, that we'll sing this song in our hearts, that it will play over and over, and that it will always, no matter how the weather outside, it will take us to a place of light and life. May all of us, Lord, by faith stand true, that we will know that you are God and that you are for us, that you are working for us. I pray, Lord, that right now decisions are being made as this prayer is being joined to take a step of faith and to surrender our lives into your hands. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. And we pray in the name of he who came to prove your love, Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about how you can stand on this truth, how you can find a new day, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're right by the phone. We are ready to hear from you. And Kimberly, if someone did not want to pick up the phone, felt a little more comfortable maybe going online, where could they find us?
1: They could send us a message at cbhviewpoint.org.
0: CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope, that's who we are. cbhviewpoint.org, you can read about the ministry, you can also send us a message, we will reply. Or if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018. USA but whether you call us up go online or use the surface mail please let us hear from you this week Kimberly thanks for coming alongside
1: thanks for having me it was a good conversation
0: and we are thankful that you joined us too we hope you'll be with us again next week when we continue to explore soul music from the songs music for the ages for all of us at the viewpoint team stay tuned